What if it was possible to get local, fresh groceries delivered right to your front door? You could take up underwater basket weaving with all of that free time. Well, Instacart gives you unlimited grocery delivery for one low monthly fee. Way better than the other guys that nickel and dime you every time you use their app. Forget that one ingredient you needed to make your grandma's famous casserole? Instacart can deliver it to your front door in as little as one hour. You can shop multiple stores, see deals in your area to help you save money, and every item is hand-selected by shoppers based on your preferences. No more rock-hard avocados. And they'll keep your eggs safe, too. To start your 14-day free trial, follow the link in the show notes to let Instacart know that we sent you and to help support the show. Instacart, never step foot in a grocery store again. What's up, all you crazy streamers? Yes, you streamer people. I know who you are. You don't have TV. You only stream what you actually watch. Well, I got something cool for you. It's called Paramount Plus. Yes, Paramount, the Paramount, the one that's, you know, CBS, the big people. (laughs) Well, they came up with a pretty cool thing that you can stream all of their original movies and all of their original TV episodes. It's over 30,000 episodes in movies and originals. You can even stream live sports and news with limited commercial interruptions. The cool part about Paramount Plus 2 is they offer, they offer a commercial-free plan. And I don't know about you, but to not have to watch commercials would be so epic, even though I'm pitching a commercial to you right now. <laughs> but that's okay, because I'm a comedian and that's what I do. Anyways, check out the um, the notes for the show. The link is in our notes. It's the Paramount Plus link. Use it because it supports the show. If you could, please, if you're going to sign up. Or you can go to our website at um, highlyirritable.org. The website there uh, has the link connected to it as well. So check them out. It's Paramount Plus. They're very affordable. And like I said, you can watch 30,000 episodes in movies, original, live sports, and news with limited commercial interruptions. Or you can check out their commercial free plan that they have. So everybody check it out. It's in our show notes, Paramount Plus. Welcome to Highly Irritable. This is my daddy's show. Yo, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Highly Irritable with your two favorite hosts, Adam Lee and Marissa Jane. Woo! She's on point every time, isn't she? (laughs) I practice when you're not here. Do you? Oh, yeah. I just sit here just saying the name over and over. Well. (laughs) I'm kidding. (laughs) I don't really. (laughs) I got to tell you guys, today's very interesting episode considering Marissa Jane's the one who wrote the episode. Well, at least the beginning. Yeah. Um. But it's pretty funny, I guess you could say. I mean, since in light of marriage counseling, we decided to do a tribute to that, but in highly irritable fashion. Of course. Which is really bad relationship advice. Yeah. Can we go over how it started, though, first off? No, because we got to get into a couple more things before we start the show. 
Oh. Yeah. Well, so you I know you've done that first. She's really chomping at the bit right now to get into this bit, but what she doesn't know is it's called a setup. You got to set the audience up, take them away, and bring them back. <laughs> and this is why I'm not the host. I'm the co-host. Thank you. <laughs> now that we've reestablished that, because ladies and gentlemen, she asked me today, why can't I be the host? What? I did not ask that. I said, could I do one episode? Could I ask you Listen, questions? I need you, the fans, to pick me up on this one, okay? Do me a favor. If you think that Marissa should be the host, send us an email. <laughs> Actually, fuck that. I'm putting a poll up on Instagram. We're going to do a poll on Instagram. Should Adam be the host or should Marissa be the host? Well, I don't want to be the host. I'm fine being the co-host. I, I just wanted That's all I wanted. one episode. Do you hear that, guys? It's called reverse psychology. I did it. He wouldn't let me do it anyways because he never stops talking. Bada bing, bada boom. <laughs> I never stop talking. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm married to an Italian. That should say enough. Yeah, but you know what? I talk with my hands more than my mouth. No, that's not true. I've seen your mouth move pretty rapidly too. <laughs> she does this thing to me where like, and I don't know if it's just like a, if it's a chick thing or whatever, but like she loves to talk as I'm walking away. Yeah. And like she keeps going and going and going as I'm walking away. So like I'm literally like, okay, so I'm trying to get to the patio to smoke a cigarette. Whatever. It's a bad habit. So do me a favor. But needless to say, <laughs> I, like right when I think she's done and I can cut loose, there's more. <laughs> and today I followed him out there. Yeah. Well. You can follow me out there. I'm cool with that. Let's talk. But sometimes, you know, like I think she's done and she's not. Or like I'm going to go in the pantry or I really got to take a piss or I really got to poop. Those yeah. are the worst. And here I come just being a chatterbox and I don't stop. It's not. It's like I'm like, OK, she's done. You know, when people do the hard pause where like I'm like, hey, today's show, we're going to have so, so and so. Thank you guys for watching. And <laughs> <laughs> I have to let my brain process things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyways, no, we do have an exciting show for you, but I do want to talk about something that's going to be happening on May 4th. I need you guys to mark your calendars. Actually, it's not May 4th. We're going to be releasing the podcast on Wednesday, which um, shit. I had my calendar and now I don't. <laughs> he's unprepared once again i can't believe it, it would be may 5th is yeah. wednesday so cinco de mayo's podcast this podcast is going to run for two weeks and then on cinco de mayo we're going to run our next podcast it's because we have a huge guest and i am so excited for this guest i can't explain it to you because it's it, i'm you know me i love musicians just music in general i love music I'm, I'm addicted to it. I'm addicted to music. I'm addicted to musicians, though. Like, yeah, I appreciate the craft of a musician more than anything, because I think the most intelligent people in the world are musicians. Yeah. And I think you like to pick their brain, too. I really do, because I it's it's interesting to see somebody's brain able to work on that level. Well, I know mine doesn't, so I can appreciate the fact that theirs can. I well. I truly believe, though, that everything works in melody. I don't, like, I know a lot of people think the, the world is tied into math. 
Yeah. You know, like everything, there's an equation to everything. Yes. I think there's a melody to everything. That's interesting. And I think that melodies are what makes us what we are. Like, it's our genetic makeup. Like, if you think about animals in the wild, Mm -hmm. they all have certain calls. Yes. So, like, frogs make noise. But you can see a DJ take a noise from a frog, a lion, a sheep, a cow, and turn it into like the craziest techno song you've ever heard and play it live in the middle of 500,000 people and it bumps. Right. That's impressive. So that's why I'm so like into musicians. And number one, my favorite musician in the whole world, well, style or type of musician is a percussionist. I love percussionist and I love pianist. Percussionist though, they've I've always wanted to be one. Yeah. You know? I play the jazz drums. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Which is like the the I want to buy a drum set but can't afford one or don't have space for one or don't, don't. have a household that can have one. Yeah, or just don't want to go all in yet. No, I would go all in, but I know like the I know that there would be like a major issue with it because I'd play all the time. Yeah. But maybe like you would start your kid out on that. Maybe. Is that what it is? No, I just know that everybody be irritated because I would be playing all the time. Okay. And it wouldn't be good, obviously. (laughs) Like, it's not like I'm going to be playing drums like Dave Grohl. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But needless to say, This is a snapshot of the person that we are interviewing. Just listen to this. I, oh my God, I can't explain how excited I am for this. This kid's name is Devin Attard. He plays for a band called Hollow Front. Um, if you haven't heard of them, download their music. They shred. They are awesome. I'm going to give you a taste of, of their music too right now. Just listen to this. These guys rock. So yeah, like 
big drops, heavy bass, like gnarly double pedal drums. This is ex- like, it's my favorite music. I mean, I know you guys know how big of a fan of corn I am, but um, these guys are pretty, you know, they're good. And, you know, they're traveling and obviously coronavirus kind of screwed up everything for them. So I can't wait to interview this guy. Yeah, it's going to be so good. And he's going to play drums for us. Which is really exciting. And I'm glad he's going to do that. Yeah, I I, I want to say the reason why he originally pushed it out is because he's waiting for his amp to come in so that his electric drums that he's got at home. Uh-huh. So that we can hear him play like he's playing on a real kit. Oh, that's awesome. This, yeah, it's, God, let me play another video for you guys. You got to listen to this guy. He's fucking shreds. I can listen to this all night. Right. I could do the entire podcast just like this. Just just sitting here like this. I love this kid. Just the amount of skill that it must take. Like my hands would never move that fast. No, well, I mean, he's like 23 or 24 years old. Uh Uh-huh. And he's going to be a superstar. I mean, the world is like at his feet, for real. And, you know, it's not like, you know, I'm just like, you know, and he's the nicest kid in the world. Yeah. You can find him on Instagram, too. Um, His Instagram handle is at Devin. Atard, which is D-E-V-I-N-A-T-T-A-R-D, Devin Atard. He's the drummer for a band called Hollow Front. Check out Hollow Front stuff. You can basically find him anywhere, but they, God, these guys kick ass. And as soon as this, you know, we open up, these guys are going to be traveling all over the world. So I'm lucky that I get the opportunity to do this. Thank, I mean, if, if it wasn't for COVID, right? I, he, he. We had this thing lined up like months ago and then Hollow Front went into the to the recording studio and drop and they dropped a new album. So they have a fucking new album coming out. Well, that's exciting, too. Mm-hmm. Maybe he can talk a little about that also. I'm sure he will, but we're going to be a part of it. Right. And you know what? For him to like open up his home and kind of let us in. Mm-hmm. I'm super excited about it. And I just I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I keep rambling on about it, but I, I that's how excited this is like the. All time high for me. Yeah, it's going to be really cool. I wish if I could just interview musicians and then do some sort of content at the end of the show, like for the rest of our career, I would do that. Oh, so that's all you want to do, huh? Just Uh, interview musicians? Yeah, I love musicians. (laughs) I can't tell. You know what? I appreciate the art that they put out. Um, I think that they're... Like I said, incredibly intelligent people. And, you know, like I said, I believe our makeup is melody. Right. If you think about it, melody like controls our our feelings. It controls our state. 
So like if you're in the truck or if you're driving somewhere, how often are you driving and all of a sudden, boom, you're sad and you realize there's this like totally tragic song on. Yeah, that's very true. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or and like, you, you do strike me as more of a um, artistic person. You know, you like there's those people that are more like you would put it like more logical, like mathematical, I guess I would say mm-hmm. more thought out. And then there's like the artistic people where they are more emotional and I would say grounded and just I, I don't know. I feel like there's just two different types of people. No, I agree with you because music definitely explains me in more ways than 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 I want to admit. Yeah. Like my friends are like Scott and Lake. You know, like I'm the drama queen. Yeah. And they're like the masculine, you know, fuck, get over it. Uh-huh. But, but like I'm the one that's like, it drags me down or it brings me up. Yeah. I guess. Like, I think you need music to help oh, no, you I, work through things, like to feel. 100%. There's a lot of things in my life that I've gone through personally, like really hard tragedy, mm-hmm. death, drugs, rehab. Um, relationships. Relationships. Uh, the kids. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, not just, uh, you know, like, I mean, family, like more than just, you know, like a sexual relationship. I mean, like, you know, family, friends, dating, every kind of relationship too. You know what I mean? No. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, For sure. And it's like, you know, like corn got me through a part of my life that was terrible. And I listened to issues like eight fucking thousand times yeah them and deftones and got through it you know yeah um sports i listened to tupac before every game and he made me fucking feel like i could conquer the world mm-hmm. you know what i mean you're right cash um when he was born um dana sent us that song um you are my sunshine by johnny cash well, I mean, Dow, we even named our child after a musician. I know, but both of us listened to it and we had tears coming out of our face. You know, like it was gnarly. Like, And then a year later, you know, Mining Cash's song is You Got a Friend in Me from Toy Story because that's his, that was his favorite movie. Yeah. And you remember I did that movie with all the pictures of us? Yeah. It wouldn't have been what it was. If I didn't like tie in, you got a friend in me to it. Right. It needed the right song. It 100% needed the right song. And it's like all these things that we have gone through in life, like everything, like even now, like turmoil and, you know, just the stuff that you go through on a day-to-day basis. Like every day I drive into work, I've got a mix that I listen to that gets me ready to go, puts me on my stage. So I'm ready to be an actor. Yeah. And then... You know, like, I think even before the podcast, like, I don't listen to music before the podcast, which is really strange. Right. You'd think that I really would. I I don't really think about it, though. But, like, now that I am, I probably will start listening to music before the podcast just to get me, like, in that mode. I think the intro song kind of gets me going. You know, yeah, yeah, you're yeah. ready to do it. 
I look forward to that. So, I mean, in a way we kind of do, but yeah, um, we don't really sit here and like bump music getting ready to go, but we also have sleeping kids, but mm-hmm. I mean, we do listen to like the intro song and we like, you know, get all ready and hyped up and yeah, excited to do it. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure that the audience feels the same way, you know, like I, I know you all do. I mean, everybody's tied into music. It's a, it's a, it's a worldwide thing. It's a lifestyle if you think about it. It truly is. And if you really think about it, take away Route 1, the Route 91 festival. Yeah. There's not a situation where you've seen like a music festival and like a riot breaks out. Or like a massive fight breaks out because some dude was like overly angry. Like everybody's right. getting along, having a good time for one common entrance. Exactly. Interest. Uh-huh. Because they're all there for the same reason. Mm-hmm. And they're all extremely happy. Well, and how many times do you see like someone standing there and they've got tears and they're sobbing? Oh, yeah. And it's, there's a piece of them, that, them that's like happy, but there's another piece of them that you can see they're they're clearly like going through something. Well, if any of you guys actually went back and watched the um, Billie Eilish documentary, mm. like we said too, mm-hmm. that just explains it right there. There's that scene where it shows the crowd and she's performing at what Coachella or no, it was, no, it was a like random a spot, regular concert. And you just see every, it was New York, um, female and male out in the crowd sobbing. Yeah. She even her did. perform. Everybody's just crying. It's just emotional because people, no matter what you're going through, find that same common ground with mm-hmm. music. Well, you can all relate. So the funny thing is, is like you and I are so similar in that, but you don't listen to what I listen to. Yeah. But if we were to go for a drive, we get into that like vibe mood mm-hmm. where we're just listening to music while we're driving. Yeah. And then sometimes we start talking. I mean, I prefer to play it louder, but you don't like loud music. But we still like kind of just sit there and listen to it and kind of like. Just vibe. It's it like brings us together. Yes. It like helps me and you. Yeah. I would say I'm very um, well-rounded with music. I don't have one specific type that I cling to versus you. I feel like you have one specific type that you really gravitate towards. You do like multiple kinds, but you gravitate towards, um, what would you consider corn? Like metal? Yeah, like new metal. Yeah. Like I'd say you gravitate towards that, but you also, you know, like um, rap and like R&B and some pop, but I, yeah, my, if you look at my Spotify or my Apple music, it's very diversified. <laughs> yeah. It's all over the place. You yeah. Know, like, what? True. Yeah. Sometimes <laughs> I always do give you shit about that because like we'll be rolling down the road and like Fleetwood Mac will be playing. And then the next thing it's like Avenged Sevenfold. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, fuck him. What is this? Yeah. And then the next like, you is can't like, take me into so yeah. like a different mood. <laughs> like, right. You got to like stay on a path here. Right. And yours is um very well organized. So like you have it all put together clean and I don't. So. <laughs> I really do. Like my hip hop is where it's supposed to be. Like, yes. Like I'll listen to Nipsey or Desi Hollow or Tupac uh-huh. or Biggie. 
I'll have like all of them like in the general area. Yeah. Posty. Posty. And then like if I'm in that mood where like it's morning time, then I'll have my Foo Fighters and my, you know, my my corn and, and my, my Pennywise yeah. and, you know, now right. it's going to be hollow front. <laughs> right. Versus no, me, like you said, it's like very spotty and I have to just press skip a well, that, lot. The funny thing is, though, is I'm very organized and you're very disorganized. It's organized chaos is That's what, what you I are. really like to call it because in my head, it is organized. No, you, everything that you're working on mm-hmm. is organized. So like your your book, you'll you'll spend a minute on your book. Here's where you go somewhere else. You're, you'll be in the book. You'll stop the book. Mm-hmm. Go to doing the clothes. Yes. Forget about the book. It'll sit there all day long until the end of the night and you'll go, oh, my book. Like your head has 8 million things it goes to. Mm-hmm. And you organize each one throughout the day without closing it out. It's OCD. Well, and it's- I struggle with it very <laughs> hard. <Yeah. laughs> um, so, yes, I do. I, I'm the type of person where I will start cleaning one thing and then it draws me somewhere else. And then I see that that's a mess. So I have to stop and clean that. Yeah. And it takes me somewhere else. So like nothing is fully cleaned before I move on to the next thing because no. I have to stop and the fix worst is the like next. because we have two dogs and like they piss everywhere. Not Presley, but Jackson. Yeah, one of the two. Yes. My dog. I'm sorry. He has said before that my dogs ruined our last house. <laughs> it's true. Well, no. <laughs> Romeo was on his way out, dude. So, like, they didn't ruin the house. He was elderly. They ruined our couch. Oh, yes. That's that right. That pissed me off. They ruined our couch and they ruined our box springs on our bed. Yeah. Smells like piss. <laughs> but it is what it is. I still Oops. love them. Yeah. But they'll go around and pee on a bush and she'll be in the middle of, like, doing the dishes. She'll stop doing the dishes. She'll close the thing down. Go get a paper towel. Clean up the dog piss. And then she'll go upstairs. And it's like, where did she just go? Or like in the middle of something, we'll be sitting there watching TV, doing our normal morning thing. And boom, she's gone. And I'm like, where the fuck is she? She's gone for like an hour. Oh, I had a package. Oh, okay. Well, like that came out of nowhere. Yeah. You would almost think that I could teleport. Yeah. It's just like her music, though. Her music is exactly like her brain. It's all (laughs) over the fucking place. There is no like general path that it's on yeah see to the outside person but like i said inside my head there is a rhyme and a reason for everything well for sure i mean and don't get me wrong because you hold the fort down yeah like it's not like things are all fucked up but if like i'm just saying there's no like particular path you have for like any particular day no i have no to-do list Uh uh-uh it's just you know go with the flow whatever happens happens it's all fun right (laughs) but anyways we have that show planned for Cinco de Mayo um I'm glad we were able to touch on this I really did want to talk about music anyways and we rambled on for a little while longer which was great yeah it was all fun so guess what the next section of the show is going to be what bad relationship advice me hosting? Well, you're not hosting, but I'm you kidding. but you definitely had the idea in the war room. Yes. This is Marissa's idea. 
we're going to take a commercial and we're going to come back and it's going to be it's going to be highly irritable and the co-host Adam Lee just kidding <laughs> anyways okay guys we're going to take a small break and when we come back stay tuned cuz we are doing the bad relationship advice are you tired of spending big money on sunglasses well i was and i found this company on instagram and they're called Yeats. And they're great. Not only are they fashionable, but they're affordable. And that's even better. And they've got a little bit of a cool backstory, too. They're they're from Florida. The owners are Brianna Austin and Javier Chavez. And they start, you know, they worked at a jet ski rental business in Tampa, Florida, and they decided to turn a dream into a reality. And that's what is happening with Yeats. Yeatsofficial.com is where you can order your sunglasses. And let me tell you, they are affordable. They're anywhere between 35 and 40 bucks. My favorite pairs are the Humo, the Old Yellers, and the Faded. That's just my style. You know, your style might be different, but Yeats definitely has it. So go to Yeatsofficial.com or check them out on Instagram where I found them. Their handle is at Yeatsofficial. And check this out. Yeats is an exclamation of happiness, excitement, or all-around good energy. Doesn't everybody need that? Check them out. Yeatsofficial.com I just want to take some time to thank my sponsor, Anchor. Um, If you haven't heard of them, um, they are the easiest way to make a podcast. And let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. And Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and basically any other platform. Um, You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership, and it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Um, It's what I use. So if you haven't yet, go and download the Anchor app on your phone or just go to anchor.fm. Hey guys, this is Adam and Marissa here, just coming to you to talk about a way you could probably help the show out with just seriously clicking a link, right, How babe? easy is that? I know. It's called affiliates, and basically, we have a bunch of companies that are affiliates with the show, and all you got to do is click the link, and some of these affiliates are pretty cool, like NERCS. NERCS is the leading online provider for personal health care needs. Get birth control, prescription acne treatment, at-home STI testing, and more delivered to your door. It's affordable with or without insurance, and meds ship with fast, free delivery. And the reason why Marissa likes NERCs and made me get with them is because they deal with migraine medication. Yeah, you already know that I suffer from migraines, and they're so helpful. Yeah, so check out NERCs. They're super rad. We also want to talk about Bill Shark. Bill Shark is a bill reduction platform. They're the negotiators. They're the lawyers. They're the tough people that go in and negotiate your bills for you. And they work on behalf of customers to save them time and money. And Bill Shark is so cool because they're backed by Mark Cuban. And Mark Cuban, well, we all know who he is, right? Of course we do. Who doesn't need a Bill Shark? Right? Get someone to cut your bills with their shiny sharp teeth (laughs) (laughs) let's also talk about purple garden Ooh, purple garden i know the name does not even do it justice but 
Purple Garden is a new psychic reading app, and it's fo- focused exclusively on live psychic readings. I mean, how cool is that? That sounds fun. Literally, all you got to do is click a link. Um, I also want to talk about Vivid Seats. Vivid Seats, everybody knows who this is. We use Vivid Seats. You can go check out any live events, sports, concerts, whatever, theater events. They have tickets, and the tickets are, are at the best prices. Which makes it super easy and affordable. Absolutely. And because you guys are the greatest fans of all time, and Marissa and I absolutely love you guys, we know that you're going to support the show no matter what. So do us a favor. It's called Affiliate Marketing once again, and you can find all these wonderful companies and their links in the show notes. Or the easier way to do it is just go to highlyirritable.org because that also has some content on it. You can check that out. Yeah, we greatly appreciate you guys. And don't forget, click that link. Love y'all. Welcome back. <laughs> Anyways, interesting first part of the show. Yeah. Where I talked about how excited we are to talk to a real live musician. It's always exciting. It is. Cooley Bully was dope. Oh, yeah. And then like, so I get to interview a funk master, funkadelic dude. And now I'm going straight to a percussionist. Yeah. Well, I wasn't there for Cooley Bully, though. I know. we ha- Our kids got sick. And you couldn't be there. Yeah. And that was a bummer. So it was. It was terrible. I'm hoping that everything works out so I can be there with you to interview Devin because that'll be super rad. Well, we've already planned that. So everything will be good as long as the kids don't get deathly ill. Right. That's what I'm saying. So hopefully they don't get sick again. Yeah. All will be well in the world. (laughs) And I'll be able to be a part of it. Yeah. Well, good thing we're a part of this today. Because right. we're going to give some advice. Some to, not so good advice. Highly irritable advice on relationships. Right. You know? Yeah. I was on Google and I found 50 of the worst relationship tips. Okay. <laughs> this sounds interesting. Yeah. So... I think that the people meant well when they were giving the advice, but it turned out to be some of the worst relationship advice they could have given. Do you really think they meant well? Because most people, the funny thing is, and I'm sure a lot of you can relate, when you have something really good, yes. there tends to be more haters than usual. Oh. And the haters tend to be very close in your inner circle, especially and conniving, women. huh? Yes, especially women. So you think they were pretending to mean well? I don't know. I'm not saying that like in general. I'm just saying that. I'm saying these people that gave advice. So you think maybe they were. Yeah, there might have been a. Giving a, bad advice on purpose. Yeah. I mean, because some of this is like, really? <laughs> I did read you some of them because before 
I knew you were going to let me do this part of the show. And I was just telling you, I couldn't believe what I was reading. (laughs) (laughs) So you have heard some of it. Yeah. And it is a little questionable. So let's get into number one. Okay. So number one. Okay. Wait, sorry, folks. This section of the show is called bad relationship advice from you. Yours truly. The best couple on the planet, Marissa and Adam. Yes, and um, do with this information as you will. Do with it as you will. We're going to give you advice in between each category that she brings up or statement yeah. that she brings up. Yeah, we want to discuss this shit. <laughs> this, is, this, so, is, this is one of our favorite things to do. Right. So the first one, um, they advised them to play hard to get okay so somebody told another person like you gotta play hard to get you need to play hard to get yeah worst fucking thing you can do right so i just want to go back to the beginning of our relationship when we had first met do you think if when you had asked if you could take me out for my birthday if i decided i was going to play hard to get you would have even continued to try no right not you wouldn't have wanted to waste your time no because i got game (laughs) and i was you know i was kind of feeling my oats when i met you you were i and to be honest when i met you i was like at a point in my life where i had become comfortable being by myself yes So you didn't necessarily need somebody in your life. I didn't. And I was perfectly comfortable by myself. So if you would have played that game with me, my confidence level was so high at that time of my life that I would have told you to pound sand. Yeah. And if if it goes the same for, you know, somebody that you're about to meet. But do you think (laughs) that men in general enjoy the chase? I think everybody enjoys a little bit of chase. Right. You know? But I don't think that, I mean, dude, some of the blockers that people put up are absolutely ridiculous. It, it, I think when you're ready, you're ready. Like yeah. when two people are genuinely ready to fall in love, they will. And, and it'll it'll go where it needs to go. The problem nowadays is everybody's looking for love, but not not the right way. They're not ready yet. Right. Like, like I said, I was at a point in my life where I was completely content being by myself, which meant I absolutely did finally fall in love with myself. Like I was okay. Right. Like I appreciated myself. I didn't have self-doubt. I had no fear of being myself in front of other people. I didn't need to put on a show. You know, I wasn't in need of going out with the boys. Yes. So you met me at a totally different time. Yeah. So, and I, you know, who's to say that you were actually ready at that time either? I mean, you were young. I was. I still am. <laughs> you are, yeah. <laughs> Kidding. But um, I would say from my perspective, I think in a flirting way, I kind of did because when I came around, you know, your desk, 
I kind of, you know, flirted and I was like, haha, you know. No, you tried to play a little bit of like the high school bullshit, but I didn't let it happen. Yeah. That was the, but that when was you, the difference where most guys would have been like, eh, you know, they would have played and fell into your little trap. Yeah. I wasn't having that shit. Yeah. But when you were like, do you want to go out for your birthday? I did not. I wasn't messing around. I was like, yeah, I do. Yeah. And you asked again, you still want it? And I said, fuck yeah, I do. Let's go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't messing around with that part. We can flirt and, uh, you know, play hard to get in like different aspects. But when it comes to you taking me out, uh, no, we're going. Yeah. I, you know, I got to say that there's a lot of people that'll give you really bad relationship advice and you really don't want to listen to it. All, all I can say is, is this is terrible. Don't play hard to get. Play real to get. Yeah. Like be real. That's be, a good one. Be yourself and uh, the rest will work itself out. And if you are yourself, either natural laws will attract or you will depart. You won't be around each other anymore. You'll know right away. Right. You know, like the more you are yourself and the more that you love yourself and the more that you tell someone that you're into what you're into or what you want to do, mm-hmm. the more that you realize your circle tends to get a little smaller. <laughs> what is that saying? I'd rather have a, a few quarters than a hundred pennies. hundred percent. I think that's very true. So going into the next one, which kind of feeds into that, um, it's the guy should always pay. Oh, that's a good one. And we've seen this and I've showed you the funny TikToks that I've seen about the feminists. And I'm sorry if you're a feminist. Um, I'm not. Fuck off. <laughs> Get over yourself. It was um, this guy had kind of done like a little bit of a background check on the lady he was taking out and had seen that she was a bit of a feminist, <laughs> you know, equal rights, you know. And when it, it she kind of like was a like she snubbed him on the date and was a little bit of a snob. And then when the check came, he he said, we're going to split it to the waitress. No, he said, I, I, well, I don't want to pay. And then said, no, he said, we're going to split <laughs> it. And he said, you're a feminist, right? That's okay with you. And yeah. she like was pissed. Bitter. She was pissed. Listen, the bottom line is chivalry is not dead. No. And if you're with a feminist, you still pick up the bill. I, I, I don't care what anybody says. I mean, unless the feminist reaches for the bill and says, I'll pay, then there's you just get it. I mean, it. okay, so take gender out of it. Right. Whoever reaches for the bill first, let them pay and don't get offended. So then you think that that's good advice. I don't think it's good advice. I think that's terrible. I think it's terrible to fucking, like, tell someone you're a feminist. No, 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 no. It says the advice that was given was that the guy should always pay. So no, you're saying that I think chivalry, that's terrible advice. So you think that in some cases it should be split. Well, I think on the first date, unless you guys are by yourselves, um, I think it should be a comfortability thing, what you're comfortable with. Yeah. You know, if, you know, if you let a guy pay for you, and you don't like them because I've been in that situation before where I, I, you know, like midway through the date, I realized this ain't going to work. 
and I knew she didn't like me and I knew I didn't like her. Then yeah, you should. But she let me foot the bill for sure. Right Right. after she ordered fucking steak and lobster. Oh no. Fucking fat fuck. So I've been in both situations and I can tell you that I would say that it needs to be more of an even split, you know? Right. Um, I was kind of glad when you and I went on our first date that the dinner thing kind of fell through because it allowed me to kind of like just go to the movie and not have to pay for all this shit because I didn't even know if I was going to like you. Right. I didn't know if you and I were going to be compatible. And who's to say if we went and sat at that like snobby steakhouse, if we would have even liked each other, you know what I mean? You know how I am. In like the general public, especially at restaurants, I yeah, get you kind might of have weird, irritated me. You know, and I don't know. Well, I, I might have. I might have. I might have actually been like, "You're a little too introverted for me." Right. You know, in that kind of sense, for the like our first date, I feel like going to the movies was like our perfect first date. I uh, yeah. I see. I still think that everything happens for a reason, though. I believe that things kind of fall into place when they're supposed to. I I believe in the cosmos and karma and all that shit. So, yeah. But I, you know, as far as someone saying somebody should pay for dinner or let somebody pay for dinner, um, I think it needs to be even. I, I mean, couples need to be even. If, if you are going to let a man pay for dinner, then you're kind of letting him establish dominance. Okay. And I don't think that's a good thing. I don't yeah. think that a man should be dominant in a relationship. I think that's kind of a, that leads to a lot of bad things. Right. I think that there should be an equal play between two people in a relationship. That's how it works. You yeah. Ha- you have equal say in this relationship. I don't, by any way, shape, or form, tell you what to do. Yeah. I and totally can see how that makes sense. Everything that you do, I back you up 110%. Right. And, you know. That's just kind of the way that a relationship forms. I don't know. That's a tough one, though, because I feel like some females literally go on dates just looking for a free meal. Oh, 100 percent. It's the same thing with females going to the bar in skimpy dresses. I mean, females literally can rule the world. Oh, for free drinks. If yeah. They were, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I have, dude, I've easily dropped <laughs> endless amounts of money. Yeah. On drinks, cocaine. I mean, well, think about how many dudes have like you're not the only one. Yeah, well, I the thing is, is there's okay, so there's a certain type of person in the world. There's the and this is gender whatever. I'm going to go gender neutral here Uh and be proper about it. Whether you're a male, female, binary, whatever, fucking, you know, dick between the legs, whatever, transgender, blah, blah, blah. You're either a mooch, you're successful, you're not successful, you're comfortable, you're confident, you're not comfortable, you're introverted, or you're downright sad and depressed, or you're happy, right? Okay. All those things play into an effect. So like if you have the confident person that's there, so if you have two confident people that go on a date. Two successful people, a female that's, let's just say a female lawyer and a male lawyer. Both of them are super successful, right? Mm-hmm. Met on the job. Both of them are going to reach for that because they're both independent people. Okay. Yes, so I would see that. 
the male is not going to get, you can't be offended as a male if a, if a successful female grabs the bill and says, I'm going to pay for it. Right. That might even be attractive to you. Well, it, it, I don't think that paying should be an attraction for anybody. I think it should just be the conversation you had before the meal. So it doesn't even matter. Right. You're basing, um, you're basing being a housewife off of a meal. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. That one can go a long way. I, but uh, yeah, I totally get where you're going with it. There's a lot of things wrong with that. What's the next one? <laughs> I've got a couple. Um, so the next one is you should let them make the first move. Bad advice. Bad advice. Yeah, I it's agree. all bad advice. I agree so with that. My question is: is <laughs> if you give that advice to everybody, nobody's going to make the first move. No. Right. So it makes no sense. No, to tell someone to wait for them to make the first move is ridiculous. We're not negotiating for a car deal here. Right. And if you would have waited for me to make the first move, we probably would have never had sex to this day. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, that's saying a lot about me. No, it's saying (laughs) a lot about me and the balls I don't have. (laughs) Yeah. I'm not that kind of person. I mean, anytime we have sex, you clearly initiate it. You know, even if I've been thinking it all day, I, something about me, I'm so like, I'm introverted. As you had previously said, I'm not going to go over there and be like, let's do it right now. (laughs) Now, there'll be a point in your life where you will do that. Well, if you were waiting on me the whole goddamn time, yeah. But I know at some point you're going to come on over. No, what I'm saying is there will be a point in your life, not now maybe, but like women hit a point in their life where that happens no matter what. Oh, okay. They instigate it. Okay, so you're bringing age into this. Yes. Oh, that falls into my next one. This is definitely an age thing, like... The psychological game that people play with each other on this shit is just like it, it it shocks me. Like so everybody everywhere, no matter who it is, uh-huh. is looking for love. Right. I don't care who you are. Like you're looking for love, right? Uh-huh. And the number one thing people always say when they're looking for love is what? I don't know. I'm not here for the bullshit. I'm not here for the games. Right. I don't want to play no games. Let's get that shit out of the way. Like And females do the same thing. This is this is real. I'm not here to play no games, okay? I don't need a fuck boy. Okay? <laughs> yeah, we don't want I don't a want fuck no boy. fuck boy. Yes. You know. If you want to go play with your friends and fucking do video games, I'm looking for a real man. Yes. But yet they all say of that you they don't want it. Wanna play games. Yeah. All of you. want to play games right it's all over hollywood it's all over commercials don't make don't make the first phone call what kind of fucking advice is that hello number one is play hard to get and can i just say that i did leave out one that said um wait three days to call and have sex on the third date i left that one out (laughs) but now i'm bringing it in for this one well (laughs) 
that is one of for the, the playing games. Just so you know, when I was dating around, yes, that is one of the tactics that I liked to use. So that's not bad advice then, because that was under no, bad advice. That's not bad advice, and the reason why it's not bad advice is because it's to me it was a feeler number one, right, to see where I was at. Number two, the sex part. If you made someone wait a few days before you put it in, mm-hmm. they usually were dying for it by like the third or fourth one. Right. Day, that is. So that part was more of like a sort of a player's game. Yeah. Like I knew that I was going to put the swag on. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I so did the same thing to you. I feel like that's, I yeah, I did not put that one on the list. Um, the first night, I definitely could have got it in with you. I'm pretty sure you did. No, we didn't. Okay, no, not on our first date. No, nope. when we went to the movies. When you came to my house kissed. the first night. Yes, we kissed. I remember You were going to try to stay the night. And I, I said, was, oh, you were definitely God, trying to stay there. you sound like a hoe. No, you weren't a hoe. <laughs> we were both in the situation. Yes. Though. We were like, I literally stopped everything and was like, okay. It's time for you to go home. I remember you walked me to my car that was across the street and <laughs> yep. you kissed me. I remember that. And I walked away. And I was like, oh, okay, hi. Bye. Yep. <laughs> See you at work. <laughs> we could carpool tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> nope. Waiting for the second No. Night. Yeah. I think you waited until the second time you took me out. Well, I think Where it was, was that? actually it was really the fourth time and it was at our house. It was at the Sanjay house. Right. I, yeah, I don't think it was after a date, technically. I think we just kind of no. stayed in and had a lot of movie nights. No, yeah. Well, that's kind of the way we are, though. That's how I kind of we knew we were good for each other. Yeah. Okay, so the next one, and I'm going to tie it back into how you, you were talking about women's age, um, says that bad advice, reminder, age is just a number. That is true. That is true. Everybody is compatible at a point in place and time. Now, this is saying that that saying is bad advice, though. So what this is saying is age is not just a number, that age should be taken into consideration, I, and that people are generally happier with people around their age group. It could be true. I disagree. Well, you and I are kind of... As long as you're on the same emotional... maturity level yeah i would say i think it also has to do with your surroundings yeah i would agree with that too age plays a factor when someone like me dates someone like you and you're like will you go to will you go with me to my friend's house and i'm like sure why not the first night would be fun but the second night of hanging out with you know kids i don't think the first night would even be fun for you um in the aspect of if i was still hanging out with the friends that i had when we first started dating the friends that i had before we got married you would not want to go hang out with those people no the friends i have now yes because the friends i have now are your age not mine i gravitate towards older people you've grown up old though you that is also a, true. You didn't have a choice. Yes. I have two older brothers who are 10 years older than me. So. Well, and you were forced to sort of be a parent. That is so, also true. You know, we're not going to get into that part of it. But the. 
I would just say your situation has a lot to do it, with it. It absolutely does because I've seen a lot of really successful relationships where the age gap is huge. Yes. And I've seen a lot of relationships fall apart because the age gap is huge. And usually it's, I mean, we all know what it is. You know, you and I, I wasn't a rich person when you started dating me. So it's not like I've never been rich. So it's not like you dated me for my money or anything. Right. But only we knew that. So I feel like a lot of people looking in definitely thought I was dating you for your money. I think they thought a lot of things that were like, I feel like I got a lot of gold digger status for a little bit until I got pregnant and we got married. I feel like they were like, oh, she's definitely dating him because a lot of people, a lot of people were judging us. They were wondering what the fuck we were doing. Right. But like I said, I've seen a lot of really successful relationships with the age gap because you got to understand it's true. Guys maturity level is women that are in their 40s are 50 times more mature than a guy who's in his 40s. Like, right. <laughs> I, I still live as if I'm a 20 fucking two year old. Yes. Minus mentally. Yeah. Minus going out with my boys or drinking and doing drugs. I don't do any of that shit. You know, I would say I'm a, I like to act like I'm 21, but I still act like I'm 60. Yes. But you're the same way. Yeah. You act like you're a 70 year old woman. I do not. You do most of the time. (laughs) It's the introvert in me. If I wasn't introverted, I feel like I wouldn't. Like you're, you're not going through the phase of, you know. Party girl wanting to go to the bars and the clubs. And See, and I, but here's the thing though. I've also heard of the flip side of it where, you know, the beginning of the relationship, like the first three or four years was perfect. Yes. And then as they started to grow older, the two of them had different ideologies. And the one that was younger was like, dude, I never even got to like really live. You know, like I turned 21, I was with you and we didn't do anything. Like I didn't get to go party. I didn't get to do anything. I didn't get to go to the bars. And I want to do that now. Yeah. And I've seen that happen. And and you know what? You can't really control it. All I can tell you is that just be ready for the variable change in life. Like <laughs> Exactly. We're always ready for that. Yeah. Um. The next one. But. I will oh, I will okay. iterate this though. Yes. When we first started dating and you got pregnant, I had told you if for some reason later in life you feel like you know I want to do something different, mm-hmm. I wouldn't hold that against you. I do remember you telling me that. I said I totally understand because you know, you really haven't gotten to really live a normal life as like a kid. You didn't have a kid life either. Yeah. You had a really hard life and you've seen all the nasty shit that you shouldn't see when you're a kid, you know, and it made you grow up a lot faster, which sucked. Yeah. But I also do understand if there would have been a point or still is going to be a point where you're going to want to do something different and I'm going to have a different ideology behind it because I'm not going to change. Right. And I, I totally understand that. That's also another one that was under it that I didn't put on my little list um, was that you can't change people. No. Or 
what was on the list is you can change someone. And that was the bad advice. Terrible so advice. you cannot change someone. If you honestly think that someone's going to change for you, then you're a narcissistic, you're a narcissistic person. Right. And you're always going to be in toxic relationships because you're going to think that you can change someone to make them what you want them to be. Yeah, you can't mold people into this perfect or that, person. And if you're the person that thinks, oh, I can change. No, you can't. And don't make yourself do that. Like, I put myself through fucking hell trying to change for somebody. Mm-hmm. And I was so miserable. Right. And I will never forget how incredibly miserable I was just because I wanted to make that person happy. When I knew in my heart the right thing to do was just fuck this person and get away. Yeah, run as fast as you can. Dude, in the let them live their life. Direction, yeah. And obviously we're not into what we're both need to be into. I'm not going to get into that. Right. You need to just say fuck it. But that's, again, this goes back to the advice I gave earlier. You need to be ready to be by yourself. If you can control, if you can enjoy being by yourself and love yourself, then you're ready to enjoy someone else and love them too. Correct. That's the key. Yeah, I for sure agree with that. Uh, the next one I find very interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, it says, lie a little when it comes to how many people you've slept with. <laughs> Dude, I think that's kind of good advice. You think you should lie? I No, I, I think that's Or not terrible. lie. You think you should fib a little? Maybe buffer the number. Yeah. I Up mean, or down is the question. I actually, to be honest with you, I don't think it matters. No. And realistically, if someone's genuinely concerned about the number of people you slept with and they ride you about it. Right. Fucking leave. <laughs> like yeah. for real. Because that's someone that can't get out of the past and they clearly have control and psychological issues and they will be a stage five clinger. Oh, 100%. Um, we have never talked about numbers. No. We've never got into it. One time you did tell me that you did blow off of a hooker's ass. And yes. I decided from that moment I was never going to ask you for your number. I had no interest in your number. <laughs> yeah. And that's a true statement. I really did. Yeah. it. You know, so I feel like maybe that's She a, wasn't a, really a hooker. She was a stripper. But. <laughs> Sorry. Did I did I say hooker? I yeah. meant stripper. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't a hooker. Um. I feel like, why do people ask for other people's numbers? Why is it any of your business? I don't know why anyone would want to know. Like, why would you want to know? There's one thing that makes me crawl in my skin. Mm -hmm. And that's knowing that another dude put his dick in you. Right. You. Mm -hmm. You. Yes. Like, that shit makes me want to fucking go berserk. Yeah. So why are you going to ask how many dudes have done it? I don't want to know. Right. But at the same time, like you tell me, you've told me who your exes are. Yeah. You know, like, cause we clearly can't hide that past, like uh-huh. recent ones before we met. Yeah. And I laugh about it. Um, and you know, a couple of mine. Right. So, you know, if I saw one, I wouldn't be afraid to say, dude, I fucking, hang- I dated that girl. I mean. Right. That's my ex-girlfriend from blah, 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 blah. I wouldn't be afraid to tell you because I, I'm comfortable enough 
to be able to to not be afraid of you going, what the fuck are you looking at her for? And going crazy. Right. You know, but if someone really is interested in your past like that, dude, you got to run away. Get the Uh, fuck out. Right. Because this is bad. The past is the past. Unless that person is still talking to their ex or, you know, searching to keep it open. I mean, keep it closed. Listen, you need to be in a relationship. This is the bottom line. You need to be in a relationship where you can come home or you can go somewhere and not be in fear of doing your normal routine and someone holding it against you. Yeah. Because if you're living like that, it's never going to work. Eventually, you will break out of your cage and you won't want any part of it. And if you're the one that's holding someone hostage, you're a fucking shitbag. Let it go. Right. And like, could you just imagine though, like that's conversations that people decide to have in their relationship? No, I, could, I do. I could think of a million other things I'd want to talk to you about. Yeah. Than just, you know, spending our days talking about other people you've fucked. Hey, listen, if someone asks you about how many partners you've had and they're adamant about it, you're going to have a joint Facebook account. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> Your For Facebook sure. name is going to be Doug and Jessica. Yes. Doug and Jessica Brinkley. Right. Or something fucking stupid. Jim or Joe and Jesse Smith. Right. You will never have your own Facebook. Yeah. And Instagram, forget about it. Yeah. Everything you have will be joint because jealousy, (laughs) that is a pure sign of jealousy and stage five clinger-ish. Yeah. You should just forget about all social media. (laughs) Yep. Don't ever think you're going to go do something on your own either. Yeah. For sure. And don't look in the wrong direction because we <laughs> shit will hit the fan. Oh, um, so next? next, somebody had the bright idea that children will save your relationship. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> who the fuck gives that advice? Um, somebody who wanted their sex life to be over. Dude, children are going to hold your relationship hostage. Like at a standstill. You're never banging again. No. Kidding. But you do have to like wait it out for them to fall asleep or, you know. No. What? <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, you're referencing earlier today. Yes, I am. Um, <laughs> Dude, I hate. Dude, there's nothing worse than like having like you're horny as shit. And you just want to bang so bad. And it's like, all you all you get is like, what are you doing, daddy? What are you doing, mommy? What are you doing, daddy? Yeah, what are you doing, I'm going to sit right next to you yeah. and watch Paw Patrol. Yeah. And I'm going to ask you a million things and tell you all the Paw Patrollers' names. Why are you giving mommy a back massage, dad? Right. Go away. No, <laughs> but for real though, like, that is the worst advice. Like, that's got to be number one. I mean, if you told someone, dude, for, that person needs to be hung in a public Times Square. <laughs> You're going to tell someone that a kid is going to save your relationship, dude. That is the worst. Not only is that child subject to your fucking drama. Correct. Which is terrible. Terrible. That's fucked up, dude, and selfish. Yes. But it's like, the two of you are going to be held hostage. Um, first, uh, that came in at number 12. That should be number one. Out of 50. 
That yes. should definitely be number one in my opinion. Children will save your relationship. Um, if one, your relationship needs saving, maybe. Bye. Yeah, there you go. Uh, rethink it. Uh, you should not be having a child with that person. No. Because like you said, you're bringing another human into the drama. You're setting that little small person up for failure. Yep. And, you know, there's I such do. a thing called PTSD. <laughs> but I'm just like, I'm such not a believer in marriage counseling. Like if, if really, no, I'm not. Really? For somebody who talks so much about therapy, like, so you're just like in a personal therapy. You'd never do like couples therapy. No. Really? No. I find that so interesting. I don't feel it's necessary. I think if you're getting to a place where you need to go to therapy to try to save your marriage, that's, that's, that's fucking retarded. Well, I know some people, um, believe in therapy so much that before getting married, them and their future spouse go to a counselor to kind of just get relationship advice and like kind of have them help them work out ways to, I guess, work through future problems so that they don't wind up with, you yeah. know, having to come back with actual marriage problems. You, you can't take advice from anybody on relationships because relationships are so open-ended. Yeah. And I, I'm so, I, I cannot accept that because you and I should never have worked. But we've, right. we've never taken the advice. If we would have taken advice, we wouldn't have two wonderful children. Yeah. And a six-year successful relationship going through the worst shit we've ever gone through and been stronger than ever today. Right. So don't fucking tell me that. That's bullshit. You don't need advice. If you need advice, dude, then you're not ready to be married. Yeah. You don't need advice to get fucking married. Stop asking, dude. Like, nobody has the answer for marriage. Nobody has the answer for love. If they did, then nobody would get divorced. Can I just say that another one of these said that love is enough, which obviously means it's the opposite. So... It's implying that love is not enough. Love is enough. That's bullshit. It's saying that love is not enough. It is. It really is. Because if you are trying to put anything further into it than what it is called love, then you're trying to change someone. And I feel like that's where like the counseling aspect comes in. Is they're going to tell you love is not enough. You got to put in the work. You got to you know, change for this person. I, I and so gotta, hate when people say that. You know that. That's I like know. my biggest pet peeve is when people say you got to put in the work. Fuck yep. you. I don't put any work in. You know yeah. why? Because work is work. Mm -hmm. I'm passionate about you. Right. It's not a job for me. No. I do things for you out of the blue. Yes. Because I truly love you. Mm-hmm. And because I love myself. Yeah. You will support the person you love. Yeah. No matter what they do. It won't feel like a chore. It won't. It'll feel like it's something you're supposed to do. Like if if I noticed that you had to like try to put in work, I would I would just feel so like 
sad. Yeah. Well, like, it damn, just, it's a chore for you. Therapy is good for a person to work on themselves. Yes. For themselves, though. Mm-hmm. I need to work on myself so that I'm better for you. Correct. Right? And so that I'm better for other people because if I don't, then I'm going to be a really shitty person. And right. I, and I know that. Like, that was that's part of loving myself that I know about. I'm able to admit it. Yes. I'm able to admit it. I'm not taking advice from a therapist. No. What I'm doing is talking to a therapist about how I feel. Yes. And it would be like talking to your best friend. It's just, it's not an, there's no objective there. Like it's, it's just two, clearly two people talking and shooting the shit. Right. You know what I mean? I'll take advice on a TV or advice on what kind of bed sheets I should wear or advice on a child toy or, you know, what to do. Right. But love is something I will never take advice on. I don't care who you are. Because you can't advise someone with that. You can't advise somebody on how to feel. You cannot change how you feel. And every time you hear a couple talk about it, you know, like so-and-so hooked us up. They said it'd be a good idea. We took their advice, went on a date. We fell in love. And then he cheated on me. Or something stupid. You just can't. Love has to be on your own accord. You have to do it on your own. Otherwise, you're, you're... you're you're making a mess of it. I, I I don't care who you are. You know, if you're leaning on God being there for you or a therapist being there for you, love is definitely enough. Because if you have enough of it for yourself and for the person you're with, yeah, respect comes with it. Um, passion comes with it. Everything that you need comes with love. Yeah, you know, love is the universal thing. So. Okay, so I put together at the end, because I was so excited to be able to do this, three Mm -hmm. questions that I had for you as kind of like, I know you're going to do your finishing thoughts, but I had my own little (coughs) questions. Hang on, let me get some tea. (laughs) Do you feel that social media ruins today's relationships? Yes, I do. You think so? You already know that. And... For the people listening, the thought in my head is how easy it is to view content that other people put out, you know, for males to to view women, for females to view male, you know, TikTok, Instagram, whatever. You think it it plays in cheating or people losing interest in their current relationship. I do. I think that it becomes, it's an influencer thing. Yeah. So a lot of people look up to influencers because they're weak. There's a lot of weak people. And a lot of people go like, you know, they'll have like this epiphany that they think, I should be traveling in the mountains with my fucking husband. Right. Well, no, you shouldn't. You don't have the money. Mm -hmm. Are you going to leave them and and abandon them? Yeah. Then you never really loved them in the first place. Oh, okay. So you're going like a different route. So you're going like jealousy over somebody else's lifestyle route. And like the the fear of missing out on like things that you would have wanted. That's generally where it comes from. Even if they find someone that they, you know, like let's just say for some reason they start messaging another person. Yeah. (laughs) Which is such a 
fucking stupid thing. Like, you clearly weren't in love in the first place. But it does just say that happens. And you're like, I wasn't expecting to fall in love with them. Yeah. The only reason why you're loving the situation is because you're tired of your current one. Right. So you're sitting there messaging this person that's good looking or outgoing or doesn't have kids or, you know. They, right. They're into what I'm into. No, you yeah. know what? Everything that you're into right now is a fucking fad. Okay? You yep. get over it and you get into something else. You. Oh, that is our dog. <laughs> Holy shit. That scared the ear. crap out of me. Dude, we totally looked around. We were like, is that an earthquake? No. no, I thought it was a gunshot. We have a hundred pound pit bull <laughs> and she was itching her ear. <laughs> Clearly in the middle of a show. Good job, Presley. She's so funny. But no, okay. I, I, you know, you clearly weren't happy with your, your current situation. Yeah. So you think that going to something different is going to help you. It's not. Right. Like, you're going to go through different phases in your life. I'm doing it now. I was in a totally different phase in my life when we met. We're both doing it. We're we're morphing. Right. But we're still together. We're morphing together, though. We're, we're choosing to morph together. We're growing together instead of apart. But we're supporting each other in what we're morphing into. Correct. Because I, I totally, when the boys were born, I changed a lot. Uh-huh. Like, everything about me changed. The whole persona of being a dick and, you know, an asshole, that changed. Love, like, started pouring out of me. Like, I smiled more. I... I showed a side of myself that people didn't see. Right. They weren't used to that. They were used to me being like the funny comedian dick guy. Right. You know, and I've morphed from that to entrepreneurial type things. Like I was comfortable working for another company. Yes. Now I'm trying to pursue my own dreams. Now you want to work for yourself. Correct. So everything in life is a phase. Right. I may even get over this at some point. Yeah, we never know what's As much as I enjoy this, I may get over it, you know, and I may switch it and do something different. Right. We we never know what the next 10 years or five years holds. So if you're looking at influencers or you fall in love with someone, someone doing something else, you're literally doing it as a phase. That's not real love. Yeah, I agree with that. So no, yes, they absolutely influence and ruin relationships because they show how easy it is to go in and out of relationships yeah they show how easy it is to be selfish and not work on yourself there's this fake like median thing right i love when i see those posts of like the instagram versus reality because it kind of brings you back to well this is fake even even the instagram to to reality things those posts are bad too because they're influencing someone to not do it. Yeah. How about don't draw a relationship or, or, or anything into that? Like you need to post things that, well, I don't want to be the post police, but <laughs> I think that that's bullshit too, because it's like you're all, you know, you're showing like, this is negative. Like, I get what you're saying. It's not all peaches and creams. I'm over here doing the dishes. Yeah. You should be happier doing the dishes. And then again, you shouldn't be happier doing I don't give a fuck what you do. <laughs> right. <laughs> we don't care you're doing the dishes. Yeah. And we don't care what kind of dish soap you use either. Fuck yeah. off. <laughs> yeah. 
Okay, next. I'm curious about this. Do you feel that it's too easy to jump into internet relationships now, like Tinder, Bumble, Plenty of Fish, instead of meeting people in real life? Like, no. Back in the day, you'd have to meet at like the fucking library or the grocery store. No, I now think you it, just swipe right. I don't think so. I think to hook up, maybe. Yeah. But humans, and I'm going to make this quick because we're running out of time, but humans need human contact. They need to interact. Yeah. So as much as people want to like say that the compatibility apps do it for you and all this other stuff, I mean, there's definitely these binaries that sit there and do the internet thing. And I think it's just more normal now. Yeah. Like I think the, the fate, like back in the day, if you were like, you like, if someone said, how'd you guys meet? People would be like shy about it. They'd be like, met on the internet. (laughs) They would like totally blow it off. I feel like nowadays people are like, oh, we met on Bumble. Oh, or yeah. POF. We or met on Tinder. And Tinder. He was so cute. And they're totally not shy about it. No, not anymore. So it's totally more normalized. But you didn't meet on Tinder. You met when you went on your first date. That's true. Okay. And you might like talk to them and all that stuff. But talking on an app or emailing someone does not give you the vibe of the person. It gives you the vibe that you want because it's the same yeah. thing when you're reading something, you read it in the context that your fantasy is. Your own tone. Correct. So I'm going to move on from that. Yeah. But okay. no, I, I still think people need human interaction. Do we have time for one more? Do you want to finish up? No, go ahead. You got the last one. Um, do you... This kind of ties into that too, though. Uh, do you feel that people portray a fake life on the internet and their new partner is disappointed to find out that it was all fake? Basically like a catfish. Like the idea of them when they saw their profile sounded great and then when they met them in real life was like, oh shit. <laughs> so you don't really like hiking? <laughs> yeah. I think that can happen more. Yeah. But that just goes to show that That's why you need the human interaction. Yeah. Because if someone truly isn't what they're portraying, then they're not ready for a relationship. So there's no reason for you to try to change them. Right. I just, I feel like people meeting online so much more now. And I I guess it's so different because we met in person. Like we never had that online chat or that, that long texting period. Like we saw each other every day and... Yeah, I mean, we texted like when we were off and stuff, but I guess it was just so different. So I, like, I guess I just don't understand it now. But I, I, I don't know. I feel like the catfishing thing is around so much more. Like it's so common. Well, here's the thing. This is what people need to take into perspective, and I'll and I'll leave it at this. If you're gonna meet someone, then you should be meeting people where you go the most. Why the fuck are you trying to meet someone at the bar when you only go there on a Saturday? That's true. You should be trying to meet someone at Ralph's. Or if you go hiking, you should be talking to the bad bitch that's walking with her friends. Yeah. And doesn't have a man with her. And you've seen her there four or five times. Yeah. You should be stopping her and saying, hey, what are you doing tomorrow? Right. Somebody with common interests. Because that's what they're going to do with you. And or, why do people try to meet at the bar anyways? I don't know. I think it's terrible. Like I did it just because I wanted to hook up. 
right for a hookup but not for not for like a relationship like nobody is like i'm gonna go to the bar to find my wife (laughs) well that's what everybody thinks like right we need to go get some bitches you're gonna go find the women of your dreams at the local bar but what happens though is people fall into drunk love punch drunk love they even made a movie about it like you're in love with the situation Mm-hmm. The lifestyle's cool at first, but then, you know, when reality sets in, you're like, hey, you want to go to the football game with me? And they're like, no. You're like, oh, okay, well, this sucks. All you have in common is the bar. Yeah. Hey, you want to drive around and catch Pokemon with me? No, you fucking nerd. Yeah. I want to go to the gym, you know? Right. You need to meet people in the areas that you're going to the most. Because that's what you're going to find that those people tend to be more ready. Yeah. And you have the most to talk to them about too. Most you have, common interest. You have a common interest. You have a common ground to talk about. And then eventually you'll find out if it's supposed to be. I mean, I can't give you the advice because I don't believe in it. What I can tell you from, based on my experience is I wasn't ready for it. It just happened. Yes. It's very interesting how the world works. Yeah, good job, Marissa. Did I do a good job? Yeah, I'm proud of you. You did great. Thank you. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Like we said, do with the information as you will. Take the advice or don't. (laughs) Good or bad. There is no advice in love. Just follow your heart. Right. You know? So I'll go into my final thoughts. Go right ahead. (coughs) So final thoughts. This is going to be pertaining to the show. Don't listen to what people tell you. I mean, we listen to people too much. We seek advice. That's what we are nowadays. We're Googlers. We're Wikipedias. You know, we're, I have a scratch on my arm. I'm going to check Google and just find out that I have cancer and and I'm going to die in three weeks. Advice is advice. Take it for what it is. You don't live your life based off the advice that people give you. And, and quite frankly, stop seeking advice. Learn from what, learn day to day from what the successful people are doing around you. That is when you become what you're going to be. Like, I, I think I'm saying this wrong, but long story short, if it comes to a relationship, yeah, that's what I want to talk about. So when it comes to relationships, because that's what we're talking about, don't take advice. Don't don't listen to somebody trying to tell you that they know better than the next person because they fucking don't. Everybody has qualms. Humans aren't meant to live with each other forever. Not all of us are meant to do that. Some of us do and some of us don't. Some of us are happy by ourselves. I mean, that's just the bottom line. You got to do what makes you happy. And you got to do what supports your game. Because in the end, if anything, everything falls away, if your whole family dies in one day, the only person left is you. Do you curl up and die with them? Or do you go on and live your life? That's the way you look at it. Can you be by yourself? Can you control yourself enough? Can you love yourself enough to be by yourself? Because if you can, then you can be with other people. And you can do that at a sustainable rate. You can have them around all the time. You can love them. 
and you can do it properly. So that's my advice. Don't take advice on love. Don't. It's the dumbest, biggest mistake people make. Don't let someone influence you on your love life because if you feel like it's right and you're ready, then do it. Learn, live. Your lessons come. That's all I got to say about that. And Marissa did a good job today. But just remember, if you see the two of us walking down the street hand in hand and we're like totally making out and I'm grabbing her ass, just stop us and maybe grab her ass too. But if you grab hers, grab mine, please. And at least look us in the eye deep, both of us. We have good looking eyes. Look us in the eye. Grab the back of our heads and say, go fuck yourselves. <laughs>